Don't be a stupid bitch. We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all all rise and praise, laborers. There's no days off for you not here at HMG because we don't sleep and nobody's going to creep on us, infidels. It's Hacker Hameen in the vet, and I call this official session of the Discipline Committee to order. And who's next in our targets? It's time to find out. So straighten up and fly right, because your job might just be on the line. Here on the Monday Locker Room, channelattitude.com. YOLO! <laughs> Oh, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Hopefully you're having a good one this weekend. You got that extra day off or actually you're probably not if you're in this country and somebody's uh, cracking whip on you, making sure you're out there doing some work one way or the other, whether it's your boss or you're out cutting the grass and the the real boss is telling you to clean up the house. (laughs) But uh, we're back here, you guys. What a crazy, crazy week. Possibly you know, to go down is one of the most uh, insane weekends or uh, weeks in wrestling history with tragic losses and uh, big egos and uh, handed down uh, punishments and, and crowds going nuts, man. But uh, there's nobody else I'd rather break it down with here on Labor Day. I can't say thank you enough. One of the hardest laborers here at HMG. You've seen him in the next level review. You see him on the impact attack. He's been hanging out on, uh, I call it Felision now instead of wreckage i like that i think felision is a better name for the whole show but uh, you never know where he's gonna pop up out of the foxhole with the sniper rifle he's the sure shot he's my man the vet back in the house on monday locker room good morning vet that's always watching that's always watching (laughs) how you doing buddy yeah man uh, i'm good i mean there was no time off for me um uh way in the cannabis war Things are going to be really heating up here in the next uh, week to 12 days, really, with court cases and private meetings with lawyers and judges to try and advance our cause to to get our dispensary open. So I think I put a, I put together a 61-page dossier <laughs> uh, or 61-file dossier, probably 150 pages of uh, everything of our process. So there really was no, not that there ever is, you know, any weekends or holidays off here at HMG for me, man. And uh, it was it was a lot of work, but I feel like you know, I left no stone unturned. So there's, I'm doing everything I can on my end to try and ensure success. And all you can do is hope to rely on, put in the work and uh, reap the reward. You know what I mean? So just uh, any fiery hoop to jump through, I want to make sure I'm uh, covered in Kevlar and diving through, getting my dive shit in, man. So uh, busy, 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 but uh, trying to walk the dogs of war and uh, Mm -hmm. not eat eat too shitty (laughs) and get ready. Uh, I've been working out uh, an hour a day pretty hard uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, that's just an hour, but I'm trying to push myself is 12 days away. Blaze Haram and I, the sons of Allah, defend our tag team titles. So just another day at the compound, Daddy. How about yourself? How you doing, man? Uh, doing well. Uh, 
staying busy like he said there's the uh i was on collision yesterday or not collision <laughs> i was not on collision uh, i was on wreckage uh to talk about collision with the guys and uh i had the invite to do a couple other shows but couldn't make it had to get some sleep in somewhere even though i was still watching so don't get it confused yeah. but uh the uh, west coast installation is fully open, operational once again so that's all we're all good there uh no more absences um we're we're uh full speed ahead from now no not a problem man you do so much around here i appreciate you and you know everybody you're obviously a top talent because everybody wants you on their show to do the run-ins there's no doubt about that so uh yeah man but i, I get it. you gotta recharge i'm looking forward to uh what are we 21 days away now uh I'll be taking off uh, for anniversary for five days. So we got to get that schedule right too before we go mm -hmm. down there or down where down there uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, and do a quick recharge, man. And hopefully by that time, a lot of my cannabis stress and whatnot, I'll have a little bit clearer view of it. And if not, then we just stay here in the trenches, uh, firing shots back and forth, man. So I see the chat room filling up already 23 strong. Uh, so we'll give them the two, three bang. Uh, here at Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. I did some watch alongs for back pay. I mean, uh, payback. Uh, so uh, that was a good time. And also hanging with the SmackDown Live self help group. Group. was a good time on Friday night. So, uh, you know, while the wives are away, it was just doing work and it was fun to decompress. And obviously, all the big news that was breaking down. You know, between uh, Wembley Stadium and <laughs> last night, really, it was just a, a crazy ride. I'd say tough to look back. I think since Brawl Out versus the Bucks, there this is definitely the hottest week in wrestling. And before that, I try and think back even what it would have been before that, whether it was politics or loss of personalities, you know. So to go from the tragedy of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt and Bob Barker and those lamenting feelings into, ah, uh, fuck that. It's still all about ego. <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to get even, uh, we're going to turn that up a notch and, and disrespect the locker room, the business and, and uh, show that we can do whatever we want, apparently in our own minds until reality strikes, man. So I don't know I can't think of another a week. So tumultuous as this, but, uh, yeah i don't know it's it's tumultuous but it also seems so petty at the same time like how Absolutely. like leading up to leading up to uh punk's termination everything was just like a little like nitpicky little tattletaley little piece of news like you know it, it just it just seemed like when you really go back and look at the totality of it we we kind of can get the whole picture and it, it makes it seem like it's this shouldn't this is kind of a big deal only because people like us like you and i uh we look at it like well you know big deal egos in wrestling thing you know fights in the locker mm -hmm. rooms like these things happen um and uh we don't think that much of it but this is a whole generation or whatever after us who just not used to this kind of stuff or they know about it and can take advantage of it because this no. definitely seemed like a concerted effort or, or like, you know, that, that like, 
you know, Jack Perry is like a hit, put in a hitman situation, like like this sort of thing. Like, go in there and poke the bear. You you do it, kid. You're, you know, he knows what we're going to do, but maybe you still got a little yeah. bit of, your hands aren't dirty yet, so maybe he won't see it coming from you. You know, like, like that's, it kind of feels like that to me, but a lot of people that are wrestling fans that have become wrestling fans sort of in this, you know, the PWG generation, they're very they seem very surprised about all this they seem like this is ah. this is first time ever's type type deals like the, these things have never happened before and we just didn't have stooges we didn't have multiple stooges there was like one dave Meltzer, and then maybe a little later a wade keller we didn't have the saps we didn't have the sharers we didn't have the other stooges to just mm. constantly get fed this bullshit information and then feed it back to the fans so that they can decide what they want to believe or whose side they want to take as usual that you're spot on in in inside my head with the the foresight and the vision of everything that's going on because you're speaking to the actual incident and a bigger argument you know of what it is in, in the crowd and how they don't understand what's going on um you know but uh one guy who doesn't understand what's going on most of the time oh uh, is shit Publix. uh <laughs> i might have put out a couple feelers morning johnny happy labor day uh good to see you buddy bro am i getting office right now i got i just hit this link <laughs> i walk in here and i got the vet and big yeah. ben sitting me well, down the, the welcome do? welcome welcome to the discipline committee we've got a couple things yes. we need to discuss yeah. with you <laughs> kangaroo court uh brother uh, and kangaroo kicks for everybody uh, kangaroo kicks yeah man <laughs> but that was just making a great point as he always does and good morning happy labor day john to you by the way thanks for, for doing the run-in buddy <laughs> um i'm excited you know. now oh, I'm pumped. I, <laughs> I got i got the pre-workout going i'm about halfway through and then i got the i got the link <laughs> right. and now i got the vet so i don't need to finish that i'm, I'm amped nice. up brother Nice. Uh, that that was saying that you know these PWG based crowds don't understand the pettiness of what can go down in a locker room full of egos, and they're shocked by this type of behavior. Um, and I, I even feel that it's <laughs> my little wrestling academy because uh, their hearts are in the right place, but a couple of them make a lot of moves that they should probably check with the big dog first and they think that it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? And then they're like, Oh, I didn't know. What, what, what? I don't. And, and they're all have a positive attitude and they good brother each other, but they good brother each other over the wrong shit. That's going to get them heat and they don't even realize it. So I get to the point of like, I really need to crush these guys nuts because they, but then I go, I don't want to, step on their dreams and be the asshole but if i don't i'm not preparing them for situations where they're gonna do something stupid misrepresent themselves misrepresent me and and they think they're just doing it because they're nice guys and that's what everybody wants and we're, we're just having fun with this shit when other guys take this shit deadly seriously and you're walking into a bear trap and putting your head in there going, Hey, what the fuck's this? <laughs> and then when it closes on you, they'd have no idea how or why they got there. So I'm in a bit of a conundrum at the lowest levels with the same type of strange divide and mentality that you laid out there that, uh, of what, what is going on versus how the real players in this shit deal with it. 
Let's 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 hear no. what uh, Hardnet has to say because <laughs> no because I mean I already said my piece I, I think I think well I would just say to Ben uh, I would say to you that you just have to you just have to explain it to them and just point out the things that they'll have to watch out for in the future you don't have to be a dick to them but you just have to prepare them for the dicks and let them know where the dicks are coming what holes they're aiming for and all those kind of things mm. so just that that's all i would say to you it's not that hard you know and they'll, they'll get it or they won't i mean it'll be a natural selection process but i'm more interested I, I in just hearing john's thoughts my, on the whole thing i just gotta tune my shit down because i it pisses me off and i want to stomp them because <laughs> i i get fired up and right. go, what the fuck are you guys doing you know what i mean I, and i right, have to right. sure. draw that back john uh everything that's gone down this weekend with uh phil Ision, uh you know and and more that uh keeps leaking out here uh what what do you think was going down man man I, just to touch on what you were saying about this current generation and i think a lot of this and everything that's coming out this weekend in the last couple weeks last couple months i mean for the last calendar year right it's been like a full year of this whole feud going uh it's got a lot to do with people never having to deal with ever actually being in any kind of real fight any kind of real conflict, any kind of real kind of uh, turmoil, you know, whether it's in business, it's in life, it's in relationships. Uh, the world is, is uh, to steal one of my tag team partners uh, phrases, it's the iPod generation that's coming, coming through now. And it's a completely different generation. They, uh, they've been raised differently. They, they've been taught that uh, words have more have more uh, weight than, than any kind of actions. Um, they've been taught that, you know, there's no reason to be hitting other people. There's no reason for conflict. There's no reason for this, but they, they all, uh, they all like to needle each other. And then when it gets to the point of, okay, here's, here's the catalyst. This is going to set everything off. None of them want anything to do with actually any kind of conflict. They just want to, everybody's got to be the victim. And then everybody's also got to have the, uh, the, ooh, look, I, I I got him in trouble, like tattling on the kid in, uh, you know, in, in, in preschool class that you yeah. just saw do yeah. something wasn't supposed to do. And it's like they're more interested in getting that moment than actually doing what's right, doing standing up for something and what they believe in and just actually coming across like a man, you know, so it, you're you're lacking a lot of men in that locker room and talking about it with my friend, he's my tag team partner, Blake, he, he's a, he's a UFC veteran, you know, and for him, when I talk to him about these things, he knows CM Punk, he's met him a few times and, you know, like Blake was on the ultimate fighter when the ultimate fighter first started and it was a completely different world. Now it's a completely different ultimate fighter. Right. But the UFC has grown over the last 20 years to where like the guys that have fought in the UFC they have been in real fights, right? Like at some point, whether they're good or bad, they've been in real fights and they've trained for that kind of conflict. These guys in wrestling locker rooms, I've been in wrestling locker rooms where I'm telling you, I could, I could add up three or four locker rooms and maybe not have one person that's been in a real fight inside that entire locker room. And I'm not talking about like, like sanctions underneath an athletic commission. I'm talking about, we're stepping outside and one of us is going to fucking we're one of us going to sleep. You know what I mean? We're going until somebody's done. And these guys have never been in a conflict like that. These guys have been protected from those kind of situations their whole life. They've been, they've been babied. They've been helicopter parented. 
You know, they, they have a hard time accepting criticism and any kind of negative, uh, you know, criticism that you can give them. So when you come at them with these things, they get super defensive, but then it leads to a place where there's going to be no resolution unless they get like their little victim uh, pity party. And a guy like CM Punk, whether you look at him in his UFC career as a failure, like the guy trained and the guy lost at the highest level possible, not one person that you know of on television that's not named Matt Riddle, uh, that is not named Bobby Lashley, that is not named, I mean, even like, I love Bobby, dude. Bobby's one of my like best friends in the business, man. I love that guy, you know? Like, it, he never fought at the highest possible level possible in the UFC, you know? He's fought in Strike Force, Bellator, those places, which is, I mean, they gave Bobby some real fights. But, dude, like when you're fighting in the UFC level, it is a completely different thing. Mm -hmm. And whether you look at Mickey Gall or you look at even that bum Mike Jackson, like they're guys that that uh, they're going to beat 99.99 percent of the people walking this earth. So when you put CM Punk into a locker room with a bunch of guys that have never been in a fight, now he is the alpha. OK, now he is the only guy in there that actually knows how to handle himself in a hand-to-hand -hand combat situation. Not one of those other guys back there has ever been in a fight. And from what I heard from firsthand accounts of that all-in first fight that they had, CM Punk was throwing the dogs and whooping ass left and right like, like it was out of a Jackie Chan movie. And these other guys had absolutely no idea how to handle themselves. And it was just an overall, uh, like, dude, it was one-way traffic. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they don't know how to throw punches. They don't know how to do any of this stuff. But they needled the guy to get him to that point to snap. And they knew who they were messing with. You know what I mean? Now you go fast forward and you get the kid, Jungle Boy, who I had heard nothing but negative things about for everything that he's 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 uh, he's done in this business, whether it was the way he's conducted himself with uh, with higher ups, the way he's talked to other wrestlers that have made it. Uh, the way that he is just like the way he carries himself, right? That guy's never been in a fight in his entire life. His dad was freaking 90210, like private school prep boy. You know what I mean? Like right. that guy has had everything handed to him. And now he's going to come out here and he's going to poke the bear. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You know, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? And then you got a guy like Tony Khan who is just refusing to put his foot down at any point in time, but he's got all these other people, you know everybody's got a, 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 a whole little piece of that pie over there. They're not letting go. You know what I mean? They, right. they all want their piece of the pie and they're never going to let go. You got all these lawyers and stuff that they, they see the power struggle going on and punk intimidates these people, whether you like what he does backstage or not, like that guy is going to walk in there and tell people exactly how he feels, the way he feels when he feels it. And he doesn't back down from any confrontation with these people. And if you're pushing you know, you're feeling froggy, you're going to leap. He's right there. And all these guys, they all want to push up to that point and then have somebody pull them back, push up to that point, sure. have somebody pull them back. Cause they want the appearance of being tough guys, the appearance of, of being real men, but none of them want to get their hands dirty. Like you say, chop wood, carry water. And it's like, this was just inevitable. It was, it was going to happen because you had him back there who was when it ever, it happens, he's going to step to it and he's going to, he's going to, handle the conflict whether people like phil or not like he is not 
a stranger to conflict and controversy. So he, he dives right into it. A lot of other people, they're going to tuck their tail between their legs. They're going to stick their head in the sand. They're going to walk the other way, you know, turn the other cheek, whatnot. He's running right into it, head on collision, you know, pun intended every single time. Mm -hmm. And that's what we got now. We're, we're at that point where you got these two different walks of life. They're colliding, no pun intended. And, uh, you got Tony, he had to make a decision, which clearly I don't even think was his decision. And he's he's being forced to do something that his lawyers are telling him that he's going to have to do because who knows who, you know, like they're going home with at the, at the Hilton and who they're hearing things from. And the whole thing's incestuous and just ridiculous at this point. And I, like part of me, I like I never thought I'd feel, say I feel bad for CM Punk. But I kind of feel bad for CM Punk. He yeah. really is dealing with a bunch of fucking children, you know? And it's Yeah, it's like, it seems like the way he handles it always and, and phenomenal points as well. Always, John. What a what a great monologue that was. We need to make sure you're on uh, pre-workout all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red con, brother. Definitely. And and you're spot on with so many things. I mean, even from the the iPod generation and, and you know if they're that then I'm auto reverse on the tape and the vet is eight second anti-shock on your CD player you know mm -hmm. and and it is that instant gratification in that Southern California be cool bro like we we want to act like tough guys we're not and then you fuck around with a Chicago or a New York dude who doesn't have that and now things are about to get explosive right and you got a billionaire who never has been in any situation where he'd have to stand up and throw down because he's been, you know, wearing diapers his whole life that are lined with dollar bills pretty much. So uh, definitely a, a perfect storm of the all the most combustible elements uh, of everybody trying to act tough. And then uh, Punk, you know, even though he might might be able to throw down, He's his own worst enemy in these conflicts of wanting to be a locker room leader but not knowing how to know sell. And is there a conspiracy inside of everything with the Bucks saying, hey, Jungle Boy, needle him. Hey, uh, you know, um, Ziggler, uh, Nemeth, needle him. <laughs> you know, we can't do it. And sending their boys to get over to do that. Is that going on? Nobody's really pointed that out yet. I heard the meeting thing was 100% true. I knew it. I heard that. The meeting thing was supposed to be going down basically the day of the meeting thing when it got blown off and that he was hot about it getting yeah. blown off and was just like i i'm just trying to do the right thing here and and uh sit these people down which of all people you're like cm punk is being the adult here <laughs> you know what I mean? right like, well them them but, pulling away from it and doing that move is that a calculated move like yeah we're gonna do it ah never mind they just keep poking him poking him until he fucking they know he's gonna go off and then they have jungle boy hey dude rib him on fucking camera and watch him fucking lose it. like is that going down there that type of little maniacal shit man of course it is wise, of course yeah, it is. wise man once told me and you know this wise man there's no such thing as coincidences right <laughs> yeah right 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 dude yeah it, it's interesting there and in, in another story i think uh the the discipline committee is my favorite thing. I'm working on some discipline committee shirts for ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash Ben I mean this week. Uh, whoever whoever that is to to hand it down. But I, I'm kind of with you on a couple things of like 
Does he handle it the right way? No. Does he pick soft targets? Absolutely. I've seen him do that since mm-hmm. with OVW. That's the problem. You know, it is, he picks people he thinks he can easily go over on, and it's a bad look uh, when you say you want to step outside, and the guy's like, no, 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 no. There's plenty of dudes be like, sure, let's let's go outside and see what happens. Um, but then cons. Uh, nobody is there to, to help Big Brother Khan. And, uh, you know, I think that whether it's a discipline committee or not, even Russo tweeted, you need somebody to be the heavy. Of course, I'll put myself over and retweet that, even, uh, you know, because that he does need someone of, of my ilk who's worked with all these guys before and ain't going to put up with no bullshit. And I'll stomp anybody, you know, with $10,000 fines for fun just to fucking make an exception out of people. So, or make a, make an example, an exception, an example out of people. So nobody else dare sticks their head up to get whack-a-mold and nobody's stopping Khan from doing this because what did, did no one have the foresight that he's going to walk out in Chicago and get booed to the fucking hilt about what's going on from, from these passionate fans. And then word was he went backstage and cried afterwards. Now you're the boss and you're crying in front of the fucking locker room and gorilla, bro. So everyone can go, Oh, Oh, it's not your fault. It's this guy. And, and try and pat dude. The real men in the room are looking at each other like, we're fucked. We hit the Titanic and we are going down, taking on water, boys. Better go grab some doors, whatever the fuck you can make to make a ship because this is not, there's no faith in leadership when you see that kind of shit, you know? Like literally, the, you know, you're you're being led through the jungles in Vietnam and your fucking sergeant starts having a breakdown and crying. I'm sure it happens, <laughs> but like yeah. this is not the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, Vet, how much longer do you think you can keep this afloat if you're Tony Khan? If you, if you got a situation like that, like, there's no way to send it back up, right? Like, you, it's only going one way. As long as you want. As long as you want. Yeah. If you have God. money, as long as you want. Because there's everybody no else that's done this, everybody yeah. else has done this, has has done it, be, it, it depending on it as a business to keep them afloat. He doesn't have to do good business to keep it afloat. He can keep it afloat uh, as long as he wants to keep it afloat. And he's probably not crying just because a bunch of women like called him a pussy. He's probably crying because of the whole situation, everything that happened, and the fact that he had to fire somebody <laughs> that he didn't want to because he dragged him out of retirement. You know, so yeah. like this is the last thing that he wanted to do. But uh, good morning, Von <laughs> Lyle. Feels like <laughs> we need real Hot men. Shot, Von in on this thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, in. Speaking to the mic, Von Lilas, about... talking to the mic. <laughs> this thing on? I thought you had to yeah, like maybe. allow me in. Am I in? You're Is in. It... You're on air right now. Oh, so early in the morning. How do you guys get up this early on a on a holiday <laughs> day after three days of partying and drinking and all that kind of stuff? You guys get up this early, huh? Yeah, well, we're 33 strong on the live chat right now. Shout out to all the Masons out there. And thanks, Vaughn, for uh, making it. I know it's early. I mean, I think you're even a time zone behind us. I'm not sure if you're East Coast time in Indiana. But East Coast, baby. you're the closest Coast. one. I say you're the closest to, one to I gotta, Chicago I right now. My hair. I wanted to listen a little bit, see where you guys stood on this stuff before you let me in. Can we agree? Is oh, Tony in over his head? Has anybody uh, figured that out yet? Oh, yeah. 
dude. I mean, how, how can you never have been a captain of a team? I don't care if you're an analytics guy for Jacksonville. If you're not the the dude who's used to running the show and now you're put in this position, uh, he's crying backstage. Like, to me, you know what that felt like? He took his CM Punk action figure to the lake and it fell over the side of the boat and he's a little kid crying that he's never going to get it back again. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what it feels like to me uh, of having to – to do this type of shit, man, instead of all of this was coming because they never nipped it in the bud from the first one. They never paid off the business in the ring for the fans. They gave him his own show. They got to pick his own cool kids, Cobra Kai part two. He used FTR to uh, the podcast to disseminate like, oh, no one's going to be smart to that. We'd never see that come. Um, and we never see House of Black punching walls out of anger because of how CM Punk's being treated. Like, it's the same WWE, OVW clicked up shit to make himself feel like a king. However, John, you weren't wrong what you were saying. All of these catalysts that people keep <laughs> pissing them off with are shoot things to get pissed off about. But people are just waiting to see if he knows sells or not. And he never knows sells. And that's what's led to this point. You know what I mean? And a no sell would show that you are the locker room leader, that you're not going to be brought down by little annoying fucking mosquitoes, right? Or whatever the fuck that you are King Kong and uh, nobody can, can dethrone you. So I don't know, man, I, I don't see a way forward. That's going to be like, now we're going to get back over a million, man, because now with punk on, that's going to chop about 10% of your crowd. And now will they be settling around 600, 700,000 viewers? And just because you chopped his head off, doesn't mean you killed the, the whole freaking snake, right? Like you still have the house of black in there, punk guys. You still got the, uh, the, the whole uh, FTR, Mr. Monopoly guy is a punk guy. Those guys are not like if you're part yeah. of like that, that Cobra Kai. Andrade clip, putting something out this morning. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Andrade putting shit this morning. I mean, ask ask these guys about Cobra. I mean, I think I was Cobra Kai adjacent because <laughs> I was down. But when you're talking about it at the time, it was fucking Ace Mercury, uh, um, Cliff Compton, uh, Cody, and. Who else was uh, one of the more Mike Cruel, who was a throat cutter supreme? Like, like there was a click in OVW, and now all, all those guys are apart except for Ace and Punk, really. And Ace was about the only one I would stick my neck out for and go, he's the only one who acts like a real man most of the time, the, compared to the rest of them who all got their own weird issues, bro. So uh, they all turned on each other, and the same shit is is happening. It will happen here with, hey, we're with Punk, House of Black, and all that shit, dude. He, he will chop them up. Ten years from now, it'll be FDR and Punk hate each other, just like it is Cabana and fucking Punk now, dude. But what's going to happen right now with the Civil War just taking over in that locker room? What what are the What's mm. the throat cutting in there looking like today? I don't know. Hey, did any of you guys watch All Out? No. No, I didn't think so. Wait, well, guess last what? Last night or last week? <laughs> yeah. Last night, the show in Chicago, right after CM Punk gets fired, the one where Tony Khan was crying in the back. You know what happened on that show? Mm. They had a show. It was four hours, and the crowd was with it the whole time. Yeah, they chanted some stuff here and there, but they were into the matches. They were into the main event. They were into pretty much everything. So, you know, it's just us talking about this stuff like what we think should happen or we would expect to happen. But, 
in the end of the day, like these people need jobs and it's going to be business as usual and they'll deal with it the way they've dealt with it for the past year. Like people have always been in different camps and sometimes you're cool with a person, but you're also cool with other people. Like FTR is working with the Bucks. We know they're punk guys, but they are working with them. And if the Bucks are working with them, then that means that there's, they must be kind of cool. Like, well, Hey, look, nothing personal ever happened between us. So there's going to be a lot of that too. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, you know, oh, well, that's unfortunate, but I mean, I never, I, they had no heat with me. So they're going to keep collecting their checks and doing their job and, and everything like that. And yeah, some, some stuff's going to happen. Of course, stuff's always going to happen. Um, but I don't think it's going to be immediate, you know, disaster, like right off the bat. So the crowd was good. It didn't, they didn't sabotage. How, how were they in that Young Bucks, Bucks match? They didn't see him punk um, chance, nothing like that. They, they they probably did i i didn't listen that closely to every single match on the show i kind of had it on the background but i mean from what i heard you know it didn't uh it didn't ruin the show maybe somebody else in the chat can can give any details or what they thought but well they said collision I, I the night before sold four thousand tickets and the, and when punk came there i think the first time they sold twelve thousand tickets so oh, wow. that's quite right, the right. Uh, decrease in what is that sure when, when did yeah. punk debut year two years 4,000 tickets in yeah, Chicago. two years, right? I mean, shit. I know it's the night that's, before. And they, 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 beat the, they beat the shit out of that town, though. That, but, I mean, they yeah, that too. town out. That's like mm -hmm. that's like running yeah. E-Town every weekend for us, right? Like, yeah, you're right. You, you, yeah. Like, now there's nothing left, and now your main draw is <laughs> on the shelf, and you're not giving them anybody else that's uh, Chicago-made. So, there and and then the Bucks are taking a victory lap or what have you. And yeah. even last night the, with the debut of Lana, that Miro and Hobbs, like I'm going, this is where we should have been two years ago. <laughs> These guys are the fucking draws. Like, look at the size of them compared to the children that you keep trying to feed us. Adam Cole in a main event. Look at those two fuckers. You see the money, and it's just kind of buried in the middle. Uh, you know, uh, and shuffled in when that should be the spotlight of where we we absolutely should have gone. Houses down. I don't see it going up there, man. I mean, they might continue to try and do business, but I don't know how you uh, really course correct here. Uh, another piece that is interesting to this is of uh, Cody leaving for for WWE and saying that he had a personal issue with somebody and. And I heard in some recap that Cody was the one that was supposed to reach out to Punk and Punk got pissed off like he does about other about being texted offers before he signed. I don't know when Cody has said I left because of a personal issue and we've never heard what that is. Is that Punk's coming? I'm going. And then the other Stooge report is that. Uh, the first day he got there, he refused to uh, shake William Regal's hand because he's a Triple H stooge, which, again, Punk's not wrong in these things. It's how he deals with them that instantly causes a huge ripple effect of what the fuck, as opposed to smiling, shaking hands, and doing da-da-da-da. Or guys show up to a Collision, Phil's show, and we haven't fixed the problem, and his bad behavior's been empowered. So Matt Hardy, Nemeth, you guys get the fuck out of here. Chris Daniels, go home. Da, da, da. Like, he's the guy to call those shots now. You knew it was only a matter of time. And it doesn't matter if it's Jack Perry doing his dumb shit. Again, something he shouldn't have done. Is it a conspiracy that he was told to do that from uh, the discipline committee to, to poke the bear? 
I don't know, but punk no selling it should be the fucking answer to the problem. Instead, now we're hearing there's tape. How long do the videotape leaks that, uh, you know, con saying these crazy things. I've never had to fear for my life at a wrestling show and da da da. that punk went at him and called him motherfucked him and, and said, he's quitting. Like how hardcore did this get backstage? And again, this is the top guy losing his shit in gorilla after being WWE top guy. You gotta know like how to be a better throat cutter than this by this time. No. So I heard as that was going down, the exact words in gorilla while Perry was saying what he was saying was Jack's fired. And then what happened? I don't think Jack's fired anymore. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing, right? Well, like, audibly, he's indefinitely suspended, said, right? Yeah. Audibly, like from what I heard was if punk didn't confront them and get physical with them, it would have just been Jack right then and there. But as soon as punk, let it let it fly all bets were off and then he ended up taking all the heat right so like i see jack perry coming back after all this he's gonna end up having his, his spot still on the roster but tony being in fear for his life i mean come on bro. well i mean the artist returns as a great point he <laughs> he's a pillar he is a pillar he is a pillar of yeah. this company so i mean that's yeah. tony's a pill <laughs> what are you thinking about that gorilla gorilla position yeah pill he's a he's a pillar all right <laughs> he's gonna have a few extra day. that what do you think about that behavior in gorilla position especially if you know yeah <laughs> especially if you know oh sorry i don't know if you heard me that i was say that that yeah if, if you know that you got this guy by the balls and he's going to get fired and you still go in and get your shit in and throw a temper tantrum. If anything, when that happened, I would have looked over at Tony and gone, <laughs> and fire him as soon as he gets back through, you know? So uh, that's what, that's what I, just, I was surprised I about because these reactions are about that. That's what I was surprised about because it's the, the biggest surprise for me was that he bit, he should have known what was happening. You know, like it, it's not just a case. I, I made this analogy on wreckage, but it's not just a case of poking the bear. It's like jumping down in the bear pit at the zoo, poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. The bear mauls you, and then they have to take. They, yeah, they have to put the they have to put the bear down. So they shoot the bear dead in the pit where he had no chance. You know what I mean? Like we, there's no there's no get back for the bear. He just you know he he you know that's it. So, um, but the gorilla position is the perfect time. Because Perry's jacked up on adrenaline from his match. Punk's psyching himself up for the match. That's when it's going to be the most combustible. Like, this whole shit had to be set up almost, you know? And I, I, I think they tried to set it up in the past. Like you said, Ben with Nemeth or any of the other shit that perhaps didn't work. And you're talking about him no-selling it. And how much of that was no-sold? But how much can you continue to no-sell? Like, you just can't take it. You yourself seem to have a very low tolerance for this kind of thing and you're always threatening physical violence now when when physical violence happens you see what's the result like this is what the plan was and it's you know it, it's you know like uh, john said about like you know the tattletales and the generation you know at least back in the day you had to actually go and tattle to the teacher now you could just text the teacher i guess so at least jack perry had the you know the fortitude to to get in his face and and take whatever was coming to him um but if that was 
if that was uh if that backfired like if he went up and punk was just like get this mark out of my face and just went and had his match like he like he was supposed to then it would have been you know on to plan c or d or e until whatever whatever would have happened you know mm -hmm. that's what i think yeah yeah you know until too, somebody like triggered him it was it was always gonna there, there it was always gonna be it. yeah you said it what? before like he picks his targets and he knows which ones he can get over on right and it's like that guy, the little preppy freaking Beverly Hills kid. Of course he's going to get over on that guy, you know? So, like, when he came through, it'd be sure. different, obviously, if it was Hobbs or, or Miro, you know, <laughs> out there looking at the yeah. camera and then coming back through. Gorilla. It never is. But, that, right? but those are two of his guys, though. That's the right. difference. Right. Like, I, I was just throwing names in there because they're funny right, monsters. Right. But, like... <laughs> yeah, all the monsters are friends with Punk, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> If, if big big daddy von Lyle that's that's not by him. that's not by mistake right right yeah oh, no. like yeah, if it that's was not by mistake that he surrounds himself with guys like that yeah no, i think the yeah. truth is always somewhere in the middle for starters mm -hmm. i don't think mm -hmm. tony khan really even knows what it means to have his life like in jeopardy i i, I think things 30 years ago were 10 times worse than probably what happened last night but mm -hmm. just the way society is today everybody's so soft now all of a sudden Oh, I feared for my life because he gave me a dirty look or he said, fuck you or whatever. I mean, 30 years ago probably would have been, ten, like I said, 10 times worse and you, you would have never heard anything about it. Plus, I think that Punk or whoever the top guy was then probably would have had some of his boys taking care of it. So it wouldn't have had to be Punk probably. Let's say just throw Hogan out there as a name. I, maybe none of this ever happened, but there was probably other people taking care of Hogan's Let's call it light work or whatever. I would think. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Punk does he handle everything right? No, at all. But I think he was probably also sabotaged from the beginning. There were people. I think maybe that's what Vet was alluding to that didn't want this to work out from the beginning. He has been poked, poked, poked. Does he always act right? No. But I mean, I think the whole thing was sabotaged from the beginning. And somebody in the comments said Punk wanted to get fired. I don't. I don't doubt that either. I think Punk's just over the whole damn thing. Like, he's not been happy. He was not happy in WWE. He's not been happy here at AEW. He's a hard person to please. I'm not sure. He just wanted out. People wanted him out, and here we are. They all got, I think, what they probably wanted is what I think. How about even the thing where they didn't even so pick take the guy up So take your fucking millions and go ahead. They didn't <laughs> yeah, even pick him up from right? the airport. All You're that, too. I was just yeah. there. Dude, that airport who, is and who made, who made the Who made the call mess? to cancel that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't get an Uber from there. Everybody's like, just get an Uber. You can't get an Uber from there. You can't. You have to take the train. And then while I was there, the trains were on strike, so it was even worse. Like, but we had a driver because UFC takes care of their top guys, you know, unlike AEW. And, and like, how do you send your top guy to the biggest show that you're ever gonna have? And he's got to ride with the marks on the freaking mm. on the on the train. And like Sabotage. that, that's what yeah, come on, man. What that's if the not car was what if the car was canceled? What if the car was canceled by somebody 100%. in uh, 100%. The, the elite? You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, you can't put any of that past them because all the guys that end up booking all that stuff back there are their guys, right? So it's like, like it, once again, to quote to quote the man, there's no such thing as co coincidences, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't 
I don't think Von Lylas is a spot picker, just like Punk. He, he he would chop the shit out of everybody else except for the top guys. He would fucking light everybody else up. So oh sure, yeah, I never well got exactly the top guys. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did take Billy Mercury um, yeah, down man, the locker uh, room one day. That's true. That's true. Uh, that was all and, fun, I, and, and me and out. Well, I had to break it up with Ali and Compton. That was that was fun too, but not for fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember like me and Jamie uh, yeah, got man, into guys- it in the back one time. Me yeah. and Jamie and Olavencia got into it, and people had to break it up. It was just no real big deal. It happened, and then we were mm-hmm. over in about five minutes, and that was that. I mean. Shit like that happens, I think. To, to your point, 30 years ago, Vaughn, like someone would have just waved a gun in the locker room, too. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that shit was happening. Like, yeah. you know, a, a simple front face lock was nothing in the 80s. Yeah. You had people walking in with guns, just like a matter of fact, like, look, here's my gun. All right. Anybody has a problem? That's that's just how it was. It's a known and, thing. And but these guys don't know off. about it. That's why. Yeah. Right. That's why shit didn't it's jump off either. I don't go into a locker room without my nine millimeter. This shit ain't happening under yeah. Vince's umbrella. That e- even no. if it does, it's not getting out there. People aren't getting fired. You don't know about it if it does. It's Tony Khan, Vince McMahon. It's two totally different leaders and how shit happens. Tony Khan is everybody else runs that play. It's a zoo, man. That's all it is. It's a zoo. So yeah, I mean, and it's all the fanboys versus uh, a guy who made himself out of the trailer park, who's a major carny who had no money and yeah. and, and came up and and did it all, as opposed to having it all being handed to you, and you're just playing in your toy box, and you you get to decide who's hot and who's not this week, and you know one one year records matter. And then the next year we're doing mimosa matches or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. What do you think about that, Vaughn? With the uh, with the going up to Regal day one and doing the kind of spit in your face. But meanwhile, Blackpool Combat Club is you know a thing at that time. I, I've I've I think some of the best uh, AEW botches clips have been these like punk on commentary. Well, if you got a problem with Jungle Boy, really the problems with you or Moxley going. Hey, enjoy him while he's here because uh, fragile body, fragile ego. He's not going to be here for very long. Like the writing was on the wall a year and a half ago, right? With some of these clips that can be revisited out of context. Very interesting. But to to not have the wherewithal to be like, uh, I'm just going to baby face Regal, even if I fucking do hate him and hate Triple H or whatever. So when the report gets back to Triple H, how was he? Oh, he, he was nice, you know, just like any other locker room, but I don't trust him as opposed to creating an incident for himself right there. That That's always a, a strange choice to me, Vaughn. Now, wonder, now, number one, we're assuming that's true. <clears throat> we're assuming the Stooge reports are true. And yeah, right. That's really just happen. from the sheets. Right? If it did happen, no, I don't agree with that at all. I think I think you always respect the guys that came before you. Whether you think they're a stooge or not, like you said, you could handle it totally different. You still just shake his hand. That doesn't mean you necessarily have to trust him. Punk may think that Regal's going back to WWE, and you know he doesn't want to maybe fill him in on everything he's doing. Or if your ultimate goal is to get back to WWE, then you just kiss his ass. You know he's a Triple H stooge. So you show how good you are and behaving mm-hmm. so well and talking good to him about the WWE or whatever just to get back in good graces with Triple right. H. So Punk's a different dude, though, man. Like like I said, I don't agree with everything he does. He's just a different guy. He, and 
how long ago was the pipe bomb? Eight years, ten years ago? He's still doing the same type of Longer shit. Than that, yeah. He's still in the mainstream wrestling media, still making probably millions of dollars because of how he acts. I mean, we're still talking about him right now today after however long he's been doing the same shit. Now, I know he was away from wrestling for you know a long period of mm-hmm. time during that, but that's how Punk's made his name, by doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's been more relevant outside the ring than he's been inside yeah, the ring. No, you're not wrong. Years. I'm just, I'm just shocked. No, I, I hate that you would do that to William Regal. I think it's yeah. bullshit. I don't Steve. think that's, I don't know. I would never, no, I think if that's true, no, I think it's bullshit. I don't, I don't think you do that to William Regal. I mean, you shouldn't really do that to anybody. You know what I mean? Whether they've made it in the business or not, you know what I mean? Like whether you like the person or not, like true, it's a, I it's mean, a, it, the guy's a 60 year old man, you know, doing it to mean? William like, Regal, doing it to <laughs> me or two yeah, two different, different things. things. Once again, he picked his target, right? Like, and he, right. he analyzed his situation and he felt like there was yeah. going to be no retribution in the situation other than him being called a dick, you know, which is the kind of publicity he wants. So it's like, uh, it, it, you know what you're getting out of the guy. You know what I mean? And like the people that set him up knew exactly what they're getting out. He's very predictable. It's not like he's, uh, he's, he's unpredictable at all. Every move can be plotted out easily and mapped. So, yeah. I mean, I've actually wrestled CM. It's moves like that though, that he's been in this mafia long enough. I I know it was a long time ago, but I, at least I wrestled him. We did a six flags, a tag match with him and Mercury. And I remember he came in and, he didn't really talk to any of us, but he had to go out and do all those autograph signings and stuff like that. So he was distant from, you know, the locker room, but he wasn't a dick. But he just came in and he was kind of arrogant. He was like, hey, you know all my shit, right? And I was like, and APOC was like, I'll take all his stuff because he knew I didn't. <laughs> he knew I didn't have a clue. Pong's like, you know all my shit, right? I'm like, uh, and APOC's like, I got it. You just take Joey. You go with Joey. And I was like, all right. So we talked like five minutes, and that was it. But then after the match, I do remember he called APOC. He said he was green. I know that that pissed him off after the match. But uh, I had chopped him, and uh, everybody was like, yeah, I remember that. Chop wow. CM Punk? Are you going to chop yeah. CM Punk? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to chop him. So I only did it once, but it was a good, loud one. It's all it was needed. And he said after the match, he said, uh, I, I, he said I, I'm glad you chopped me. He said, I wasn't going to say anything to you beforehand. One way or the other, I just wanted to see if you would do it. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to do it. He's like, good, I'm, I'm glad you did it. And that's all he said to me. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was fine, you know. Yeah, that might yeah, be one of the only things he understands. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, he, he shook your hand, right, Vaughn? I mean, come on. Oh, he did. I was no William Regal, you know. I mean, he, didn't he shake? He shook all of our hands, right? Raise your hand if you shake a CM Punk's hand. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he was nice enough, you know. But again, that was probably what was that? Fifteen years ago, a lot, <laughs> a lot of lots happened in fifteen years. Yeah, but I do yeah. also think it's weird that a guy yeah, looking yeah. like Punk. I know it's a different business now, but you, I still think of like Hulk Hogan. And now you've right. said Ben a couple times. You know, CM Punk's the top guy in WWE, top guy in AEW. Again, 30 years ago, which isn't 30 years ago, I know that, but would he have ever been a top guy 30 years in the in the Hogan era, the Savage era, the Rick Well, you Flair bring up era. an interesting point. Like, sure, sure, he he can get over with the ROH cool kids and, and whatnot, but he parlayed that into being protected 
And he still is uh, by Cornette, by Danny, and by Paul Heyman. And even when you listen to Cornette's rants on, like, it's apparent to me that MJF is hitting up Cornette based on how how Cornette is putting over these stupid fucking things with Adam Cole, like that, you know, Cornette's not going hard on him like he should, and that he's probably some type of consultant, allegedly. And he actually has turned on him a little bit here lately. A little, but there's things in that match, that main event, he should have just shit all over where he did, like, yeah. smiley guy. And, and I, I I can just tell, like, that they're talking. And the same thing goes with Punk, how he'll bury Tony and Jack Perry, but Punk can do no wrong because he's the fucking draw. Why is he the draw? That's the point of top brass. He politicked to them for some reason or just because he can come and do a six-man post a TV at OVW and you know the house is going to be full. That's what Danny wants to sell all 450 seats, right? So that's why he's over. Not because of any reason of him being a good guy, but how did he get to that point? OVW management, Paul Heyman, and Jim Cornette backing him. And, and I don't understand anything past that because physically – I, I say fucking let's go outside <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. I'm betting on myself on that one, bro. You know, so that, and then surrounding himself with big monsters or over guys. Oh, you got something to say? What Vladimir Kozlov had to say about that. Let's find out. Like it's the same shit over and over again while burning people that he could just leave behind. Cause I worked with all his indie buddies who came up with him in Chicago and he shit all over them and threw them right on the fucking fire with no problem to move on, bro. And then he's do does it with, he, he makes the Cobra Kai click. They're all fucking gone onto the next squad like that. It's a very, um, uh, like not chop wood, carry water, very, uh, you know, exposing of the man he should be, but isn't. And we all have things that, uh, are in our lives that make us who we are. And I think that's where this shit shines through more than anything else. Has he made the money? Yeah. But why, why do these guys keep protecting him? Just cause you say I'm the best in the world. But, I, and a lot of times saying that, over I go, you're not even the, you're not even the best in the room. You're the best ben, in the world. Ben, he's better than you. Jamin's better than you. He's better than you. <laughs> yeah. Ben, Ben, and every top guy ever has done what you're saying. That has no bearing on the situation. Yeah, but Hogan has done it. Flair has done it. Hart, uh, I mean, Michaels has done it. Like everybody surrounds himself with guys and they do their level of politicking to be at the top that you don't get to be. Nobody's just an aw shucks. Uh, top guy like they all fucking do that and always have and for some reason i don't know why because it was is a surprise to me but for some strange reason people really like cm punk like a lot of people like him i didn't get it when he was doing those promos when he was getting ready to be in ecw the revival of ecw and doing those promos and like we'd seen him at obw and then he's getting ready to make his ecw debut and he's telling everybody i'm straight edge and i'm better than you and all this other uh, shit the, these heelish promos and then he comes out and gets like a reaction from the guy the, the guys that are like they always say like it doesn't matter what you did before you got here you gotta you know you gotta prove it to us and the the wwe people seem like they knew who he was and they liked him and i was kind of surprised at the the 
the reception that he got and continued to get and he made it because the people liked him it doesn't matter all the politicking he did if people didn't like him he wouldn't be shit. but for some reason he connects to people in a certain way there's people that really like his attitude or his perceived attitude whatever that is i don't know why anybody likes who they like it seems ridiculous in hindsight that anybody would like hulk hogan because he's so cartoonish and ridiculous but if you catch somebody at the right age in the right era or whatever and that they'll just never let go of that loyalty flair same thing it's every top guy has had that all the things you said but the people have always gotten behind him for whatever reason and that that is the reason why they continue to be top guys you make a great point there vet in the fact of hogan and flair being a larger than life limousine riding and that was brat pack you're either a a, a grease or a social a scumbag or a fucking wall street guy and in the 90s yeah, uh, when he was coming up, right, and I, I, iPod generation, it becomes anime, fucking uh, go-go gadget, fucking Power Ranger, pussy-ass shit, and that whole generation of man-children relate to him, but as opposed to, I want to be fucking big, jacked up, and rich. This is, I'm going to get shitty tattoos of brands that are ironically funny, and, and I'll, I'll act like I'm a biker, but I'm not really a biker. I'll act like a skateboarder, but I'm not really a skateboarder. And that's their entire persona of going to Zoomies at the fucking mall and buying some skate clothes and thinking that they're over as an alternative motherfucker in 2002. That pretty much embodies everything of fake Chicago comics on Belmont that, <laughs> that is everything around there. These, this poser style. And that's why I think they relate to him because there's nothing genuine that I want to live vicariously through to be like, I need to be more like him in Wicker Park at the dog park. Like none of that is fucking real to me, bro. And I can't relate to it, but I was raised around lumberjacks. So, uh, but look at this, man, the vet Von Lilas and Johnny Publix all here in the Monday locker room as we're 58 strong here live Ben, I mean, YouTube channel. I appreciate the super stickers and chats and bits and subscribers and everything else we got going on, man. Um, I don't know. Tony Khan crying is rough. Jack Perry, uh, suspended indefinitely. Uh, here's one. Uh, Christian Cage says he's resigned to AEW to a big fat contract, but he won't comment on edge rumors. Um, interesting. I mean, a lot of people with edges apparent last match in Toronto on SmackDown. I thought it was a, a great match. And you were wondering why I was wondering why it didn't go down at SummerSlam, but he went out that way. Do you guys think edge is going to jump ship over there? We're trying, we said earlier, how many major cards can you play there or have people show up to do that? So now with Punk going, Edge might have gone, I want $5 million. Now I want $10 million. It's like If anybody could benefit from this, it's Edge's bank account right here. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, would, <laughs> I would set the line at minus 200 that Edge shows up. I would say it's, it's favorable <laughs> at this point. <laughs> okay. And like, right. just knowing how workers are, like you saw Vaughn right away, like money talks, bullshit walks, right? Like, no matter what WWE has done for him in the past, he still has to think about his future, right? And his kids and his family. And if he can make that money right now, bro, go make that money, bro. You know, like, it, it, WWE, like, Vince McMahon, it, it's great that they've done what they've done for you so far. But if you're getting 5 to 8 to 10 million 
to go over there and play as one of Tony Khan's freaking shiny new toys. Dude, what are you waiting for? Sign that paper, get your ass going, and just watch the check freaking clear and, and you're good. Like, once that check clears, you're good, right? Like, I, I don't see any reason unless it's something physically where watching the last match he had, he physically looked like he could still go. Like, and even if it's not, like, there's guys yeah. over there making checks that they're not even wrestling. So it's, I just don't see how he doesn't end up over there at this point and that there's not a, a, a point where Tony just says, name your number, right? Because that's what it is at this point. Do anybody know what the uh, WWE offer was to him? Supposedly they offered him a contract, right? Isn't that what he said in his little video no. he put on Twitter? He said he had a contract. Yeah, I thought he, he said he had offered yeah, his mailbox. Yeah, he said it's in right? his inbox. Yeah. yeah. But nobody said a number right. on that or a year on that or whatever. So I... No, nobody knows. I don't think anybody says it was said what it is. I mean, Stevie's put over that fucks with his mailbox money going over there, all the residuals and stuff. And, you know, they can F with you 15 ways uh, to Sunday. And now with the Endeavor takeover, the check could just get lost in the mail, right, of what happened. So, um, you know, with with other, I would say comparatively, what have other guys signed for? And then the Young Bucks making that NBA money and you don't want them to go. But then at the end of the day, Vince, pulled this move in WCW. Yeah, go, you guys go. I can't pay you that. Go fucking to suck out of their bank accounts for a while and, and watch it hurt the company when you don't get the return on the investment. But hey, you guys got rich and then you can come back here. So there, there is plenty of reason for him to not sign that that could upset WWE. But at the same time, if you know that you can come in and pick the pockets and you just doubled your price because they need a crown jewel, I think that's the move too, man. Yeah, money talks bullshit. Uh, and John Cena back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, bullshit fucking uh, talks a lot on this show as well. Uh, <laughs> looks like Bray Wyatt. Or Bray Wyatt. He's still passed away. Uh, sorry. It looks like Darby Allen. His spine was really messed up uh, from Wembley. Uh, not. During uh, the coffin <laughs> drop, he came and and did on the metal coffin and. Uh, spine devastated and then he wrestled last night and this is another thing too going uh, to payback they're doing the whole shinsuke nakamura angle which shinsuke should have gone over and and definitely owens and zane should have gone over so they switched the heel finishes thinking they were smart with the swerve so they spent a ton of money on doing badass animation for shinsuke doing the promos how they finally should have been done and then not pay it off okay good job everybody you fucking morons uh but the the fact that they they had Seth in that match going, I have two fractures in my lumbar spine. Get out there and wrestle! Like, what the fuck? If guys got major spinal injuries and they're and they're putting it in the storyline, you are now at fault, you know. Or you have to make it a non-sanctioned thing where we we're not going to let him wrestle, but he's going out there and we we can't be held accountable. Instead, WWE and AEW are now pe putting people out there with spinal fractures to go entertain. Yeah, you only get one brain, you get one spine. I mean, at this point, you know, they can give you an automatic freaking robot arm or leg, but until they do that with your neck, spine, and brain, yeah. like, I don't know how people <laughs> don't take it more seriously, man. Like, I tell fighters this, I told them that, like, bro, you don't, you don't get paid by the minute in fighting. You know, you don't get paid by taking more damage. The paycheck's still the same. Get in there. Get out of there. Don't get hurt, right? Like, and that's that should be the name of the game of wrestling, too. Like, get in there. Tell your story. Get out of there. Don't get hurt. 
but I mean, They're going old school, baby. Tape it up. Yeah, real old school. I mean, but these old school <laughs> right? guys never got hurt like this. You know, like they got hurt here and there, but not like this. You well, know? They didn't like do this. coffin drops every. That's because junkyard junk, junkyard dog wasn't diving onto a coffin. <laughs> yeah, junkyard JYD yeah. would not be doing the coffin drop. <laughs> junkyard dog wasn't watching these shitty anime fights. You know, like, and that's where, dude. You when you said anime before, it triggered me because that's what I see. Like a lot of these guys try to use as, as a blueprint or a template for for a lot of their action sequences in these in these matches and i'm just mm-hmm. like, dude go get in a real fight go down to a bar get in a real fight go go down to a, a jiu-jitsu freaking school get in a real fight see how fast it takes for you to get choked out go, Every match, go tell go punk to cry you a river yeah go tell punk yeah. to cry you a river it's not gonna take 20 <laughs> minutes nobody's gonna flip nobody's jumping off of anything you know what i mean like it's it's out of control like at one point Somebody in in Darby Allen's life has given him the uh, the idea that like no you're right like jumping and killing yourself in, in these in these matches it's I mean it's the greatest story you could possibly tell right like you're reinforcing such negative habits and it's like where in any point in time in history in any kind of real conflict do you remember seeing Muhammad Ali do a coffin drop to Joe Frazier like no. No, he didn't need to. Was like, I've never seen a real fight with him. Oh, yeah, let's boom, take boom, yeah. let's take Darby for instance. Though he weighs what a buck fifty, maybe. Would Darby yeah. Allen ever be in this spot if he didn't do all that stuff? I mean, would he have ever no. been on national TV, even with Tony Khan's AEW, where he hires whoever he wants or whatever? Darby Allen, if he was just a normal dude doing normal stuff, he would have never been there. I think no. The coffee drop got him there. He feels like he has to continue to do that to keep up his persona or his whatever. If he just quits and becomes half-assed normal, then who's going to care? But that's why nobody got hurt doing a Don Morocco headlock. Because, like, when I saw Don Morocco put somebody in a headlock, I was like, yeah, they ain't getting out of that. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, Yeah, but they don't look the same. Darby Allen's not putting anybody in a headlock. No, I know. And that's why you need guys like Hobbs and you need guys like that on television and not a Darby out. Like, dude, I'm, oh, I'm, I, I'm not 180 that. pounds. I'm just saying that's how he got there. So now he yeah. continues to work that way. Yeah, I'm 180 pounds. And like, if they try to put me in those but situations. But he, does, he doesn't work for himself. Yeah. Yeah, the, the reality of the whole thing is you're, you're just. He, he, does, he doesn't do yourself. anything for himself. The smart way of, of the. To cash in on those bumps. To cash in on those bumps. He's a skateboarder. We just had the X Games. Did anybody see him at the X Games? Nope. Tony Hawk's pro skater, whatever the fuck. Is he a downloadable patch for that? Nope. What is he good at? He went to film school. His pre-taped shit when he was directing it was very cool. It was like Breaking Bad on AEW. Do we do that and only protect him that way? Nope. (laughs) So now he's out there with major spinal issues doing these spots and people can go, he's 140 pounds. He's not believable at all. As opposed to all the things that could make him special that he could have skate ramps and, and hang with pro skateboarders and, and all that shit and never really even have, have to be on the show. Everything could be protected, but this psychotic, I got to do my stuntman shit thinking that there's not going to be any repercussions this is probably my number one pick to watch a, a kid get stretchered out and maybe never be able to walk again uh, just off of some stupid rampage match based on compounding injuries. And to have it yeah. in the storyline that Seth's got two fucking fractures in his spine 
line and that this other kid could barely walk, but he's like, no, I'm going out there. Like that's not just Shivani on the mic trying to hype these guys up. Cause you can hear them. They're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Even JR goes, yeah, this is a time where this kid should be taking some time off to, <laughs> to get his spine right. Set it on commentary last night. And it, Instead, he's out there doing that, bro. That that's such a major liability. I can't believe it's going down. So, a couple things. Oh, number one, yeah. Number one, Darby knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and you can he he's got the creative aspect, like you said, Ben, with his vignettes. He can work when he wants to, mm -hmm. and he does this other stuff, like Vaughn said, because he knows that that's one of the only ways he's going to be believable. So he cares about being believable. Unlike the other guys who do all the same stuff that can't do the other things that he does. So you can have a Darby Allen on your show, but you can only have a Darby Allen on your show and all the other guys that can't do what he can do and don't know how to work need to get the fuck out. That's number one. Number that. two, number two, back yeah. in the day, uh, guys were working hurt a lot and a lot worse sometimes than some of these guys the difference was there was no guaranteed money so like Vaughn said tape it up that's what they kind of had to do and they got hurt doing nothing like we think of Jerry Lawler as a great worker and a guy that got the most out of doing the least he also got hit with a car on purpose you know for an angle so like this shit again <laughs> once again we we think about thing we think about history differently but a lot of these guys are carrying forward things that were put in motion a long time ago so that's that's a a, a difference there and it's important that we remember that let the record show though, for this well darby's got a second spine tattooed on <laughs> his back too so that should reinforce it a little bit i, I would think <laughs> right right let the record show at this uh, gathering of the discipline committee uh, that the notes at one hour and eight minutes that the vet was right again. Uh, we'll wrap <laughs> it up here, but this is uh, the, 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 the this is interesting to me too, based on you know liability. And uh, Bray Wyatt reportedly was already dealing with heart issues around the time he was released from WWE. Uh, Meltzer seltzer's reporting it was kept a secret from almost everyone as to the reason but he had heart issues already multiple sources told us that off the record noting that few are aware of it Meltzer also stated the following uh when wyatt's plan match against bobby lashley being pulled from wrestlemania 39 we reported as a health issue although we were told off the record it was a serious case of covid but the expectation was that he'd be back however the covid was serious enough that it caused even more damage to his heart Canadian doctor Alex Patel explained how COVID can affect the heart. He says COVID has been known to cause severe heart inflammation that we call my myocarditis. Uh, the condition is similar to what a lot of people are linking with the vaccine, but it's a magnitude more common with COVID itself. When you get inflammation of the heart, it can cause heart damage called cardiomyopathy. Cardiomyopathy, one, if it doesn't recover, can cause heart failure and leave you prone to arrhythmias and sudden, card sudden cardiac death that can eventually result uh, in the death. Um, yeah, man, uh, obviously, in, in, even in after the news breaks and you hear COVID, they're like, was he vaxxed? Everybody wants to go to that. And then people are like, no, he wasn't vaxxed. That's why he got fired. But COVID did this to his heart. But then he came back. So is there more stooge that he did get vaxxed to come back? And that's what it is. Like, the, you, you hate to drag anybody's name through the mud on this, and it's not his fault by any means. But the defibrillators in his car and, you know, the, the this just plays in 
to such a hot buck button health topic across the world. Um, you know, and, and those who were let go, like uh, uh, Nia Jax, who also refused to get vaxxed and that type of stuff, man. Um, I think there's more still to this to come out, unfortunately, uh, of, of what happened or what isn't. And if there's going to be an autopsy or will they try and keep the lid on that because they don't want more bad PR from it possibly uh, as we head into pandemic two right now, where even today I saw on the CDC's website, somebody broke it down that if you are vaccinated, you're more likely to get the new strain of COVID because of it. <laughs> it's just like, what do you even do, man? And how, how do you even live in this fucking world of trying to make sense of anything of trusting anyone as, I mean, we're in a DTA world right now, Steve Austin style, bro. Yeah. I mean, you hate to see things like this, man. From my personal experience with the guy, he went out of his way. There was some people like when I did extra work for WWE that could have cared less that the people were in the building. That guy went out yeah. of his way to make sure that he said hi to everybody in the building. He was very, very cool to the enhancement guys. Like he didn't need to be that cool. And he was the over guy at that point. You know what I mean? Like that was the peak of him being like top guy fiend mm -hmm. and everything like that. He was, he was, and he was a nice guy, man, you know? And like everything I've heard from people that I know too, interactions with him that knew him really well, were like, dude, the guy was a sweetheart and he was a good dude, you know? And it sucks when you see something like this, yeah. but it, it doesn't just happen by accident. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, I think a couple of things probably led to it. Uh, from what I had heard, it's just that, uh, it's just with Luke Harper, you know. Yeah, from from what I had heard is that he wasn't vaxxed. That's why he was released the first time, but he was also under a big contract, so that could be something that they used to try to renegotiate and bring him back at a cheaper rate. And I man, like, I don't, you know. There's also things you could take that enhance the size of everything on you. You know what I mean? Like your organs, your your uh, sure. your muscles your everything else and it's when you're playing that game mm -hmm. it's dangerous and, man and that's what i'm saying that without saying it you know when an autopsy comes back and his heart is 25 percent larger than it should have been and uh, because he's hanging with triple hgh you know what i mean like all these things are the perfect storm of putting somebody out there and 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 him probably kayfabing it too going being told by cardiologist you probably shouldn't do this but then the addiction and the sickness and having four kids to take care of rears its ugly head and they hang over your head hey we'll write your brother into this and get him over too now you got a lot of pressure on you to to do what you think you need to for your family and they know that leverage they're going to use it and, and lord it over you dude so so and i i don't doubt that they're doing that kind of same shit with seth man uh, with with that with his back, uh, I will I will put over off a of payback. I was blown away by Becky Lynch and uh, and Trish Stratus's opening cage match, dude. I thought it was the best match either woman had had in their career. To be honest with you, I was I was I was going. I'm glad I'm not working this fucking match. No way would I be doing these spots, bro. And uh, just stiff uh, Trish, major bruise on her forehead after taking the post. I remember I did that in my opener and uh, was knocked out 30 seconds in. And that's a that's a fun place to be in the middle of the ring. Uh, 
<laughs> any guys got anything else you want to do as I wrap up here uh, of this uh, official meeting of the discipline committee with all of the affiliates, man, from Johnny Publix to wrestling with Rip Rogers, super producer, mega producer, Von Lilas, Hacha, and as always, uh, my man, the vet here in the trenches at HMG. Von, what do you got going on, man? So, so I'm on the discipline committee. I mean, that's what I was really wanting to be on. So that I am officially on the discipline yeah. committee, right? Well, Oh, I was I reading the dirt sheets. I didn't see anybody's operate. name mentioned on the uh, discipline committee. They got rid yeah. of CM Punk, but I'm glad to know I'm I'm on it. So, um, yeah, my vote counts, baby. I got nothing You're going the only on. Actually, ever got something them. going on. We got. So we I got, got a big announcement, man. We've got uh, Gerald Briscoe coming on our show this week. We're gonna oh, yeah. do a sit down with Gerald Briscoe on wow. Friday. So, uh, looking forward to that. It's I'm not gonna do it live with Gerald Briscoe and, and Rip. Uh, just too much to, to do live. I'm going to do the uh, the tape version like I did with One Man Gang and, and and put it out there that way. So really looking forward to sitting down with, with Gerald Briscoe. Uh, yeah, Briscoe Brothers. Florida oh, Royalty, huge, baby. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That is, that's that's huge. That's you guys make sure you're subscribing to Wrestling with Rip Rogers over there with great clips, great matches from the past that, that Vaughn's putting up. I, I'll always love to check in and watch all of those, man. Please make sure uh, Rip uh, gets his leg checked out and taken oh, care Jesus. of, please. That's a whole no, that's a whole other show, man. <laughs> I know, I know, but uh, I'm just asking you to, you know, stay on him about it and do what, do what needs to be done. I know you're the, you're the man there on the ground, dude. I, if I was there, I'd be happy to try and help, you know, I'll just, I'll just heat on him from afar uh and that what's going down with you this week brother well since lilas is here i don't have to plug wrestling with rip rogers like i always <laughs> do but i can oh, thanks, say man. that um i i can say that uh you can if you're watching live you can check me out later tonight 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 p.m eastern uh, for the impact attack where i will watch uh, i'll talk about the episode of impact that i haven't watched yet because i put it off as long as possible because i can't stand it but I always have a good time talking about it and having and and having a good interaction with you guys on the show. Sometimes you guys make the show, so please stop by. Even if you don't care about Impact, you can have a good time regardless. Uh, and check out uh, Ray and myself, Big Ray and myself, every Wednesday at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Next Level Wrestling Review. Sometimes we have guests on there, too. Nothing lined up. We've had Von Lilas on there. We've had uh, we've had John Hardnett on there, and it's, it's always a good time. Uh, so um check us out there we'll talk about nxt which i also hate and uh then of course you know stevie richards in the chat he's doing so much every time i look at his subscriber numbers for his wrestling analysis channel they seem to have doubled from the last time i looked so just yeah, exponential rib, growth need, yeah it's crazy some yeah, of that man. shit Hell yep. Yeah. Um, well, he's just he's just doing something that no one else is willing <laughs> or able to do is is why is why he's he's growing so quickly because the people are just eating it up. So if you want to check out um, what he's got on Patreon for a little extra, you know, it's different content than what you get on YouTube. So it's like you get the you go subscribe to YouTube, get some free stuff, go on Patreon, tip him and you'll get even more stuff. It's not just the same stuff early. I mean, sometimes there's a preview on YouTube, but Definitely check out both, and uh, thanks, Stevie, for everything that you're doing for the pro wrestling business. Sometimes people try to help the pro wrestling business, and then they get fired by Tony Khan. So I'm glad somebody's <laughs> out there able to, to to do what they can. If that's really Stevie in the chat, he put he put my mic Absolutely. over today. So I, I appreciate that. It's a wonderful that. mic. Yeah, that, that stuff he's doing is awesome, man. I, I watched those clips. 
I, uh, I had messaged Ben about how he gets away with the copyright on that, maybe taking the sound out or whatever. I, I do some reactions with Rip on ours as well. We take the sound out of work sometimes. We get dinged sometimes, but it never really affects our channel so far. So we like doing that reaction stuff too, but Stevie really breaks it down, man. He really gets into it, does the rewind over and over and mm -hmm. over again and shows all that shit. It's awesome. I've checked out those, those episodes as well. Yeah, high-level oh, yeah. production with the smart board and everything it takes to get those clips right, man. Uh, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel absolutely blowing up as uh, another here in the Russo brand, Hameen Media Group uh, Wrestling with Rip Rogers, uh, Cafe de Renee. Great appearances on there this week. I enjoyed myself, and Stevie had a great one as well. So it's just awesome, all this synergy that we're all building together for all these platforms, man, and uh, – and uh, sharing guests, sharing intel, and, and having a good time uh, sharing some laughs with, with everybody. We uh, got here in the chat, a uh, record-breaker chat this morning, up to 68. We almost made 69, John Strong. Oh, uh, nice. Johnny Publix. <laughs> Johnny Publix is going to have to drink a whole nother uh, uh, Red Bull just to get his face uh, shocked here again. Uh, some more caffeine for the workout. I appreciate you hanging uh, in the car in the hot Florida sun, my lord. Uh, Johnny, what do you got going on, pal? Uh, and are you going to meet with Trump or anything like that this week with you and uh, Colby Covington, as always? Uh, I got Stevie Richards Fitness on deck here in a couple minutes, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hit that and get my workout in. Uh, we had a cancel on Getfeld this week. I'll tell you why off air, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, December 16th is uh, is what it's lining up, and uh, you'll probably see me out there, T-Mobile, Las Vegas, main event. We'll be uh, walking that aisle, winning that belt, doing it big. And, uh, yeah. I might just, have to uh, call in the favor for that one, Johnny. If things line up and I can get away from the dispensary at that time, I, I might have to. <laughs> it's been something to watch oh, for a while to come on and check you guys out. Oh, I got you. All you got to do is say the word. <laughs> come on down. So, hell yeah. Awesome, man. Well, you guys, you guys have been uh, so great just doing the last minute run-ins here on the Monday Locker Room Labor Day. Uh, I know everybody who listens to us, no matter what their gig is, we help them escape. And and today, hopefully, you guys are getting to relax, put your feet up, and uh, and uh, have Von Lawless lay some chops in on you. That's, I think, what most of you guys deserve more than anything. There it is. Hot shot, daddy. Uh, but I'm Hacker Hameen, and I'll be here 200 feet below the ground, channelattitude.com, broadcasting live, HMG, here on, on YouTube, Infidels. Phil, get at us. We'd love to have the exclusive interview, and you can say what you want and shoot bang bang here on channelattitude.com. Y'all. <laughs> you want to laugh, Russo? <laughs> <laughs>